Joining me is Mel Jones, who also was out at the golf club on Thursday night. Mel, thanks very much for your time. Absolute pleasure. Every time I turn on the TV, you seem to be on it when there's a cricket match. Yep, sorry about that. You're travelling <laughs> <travelling> around everywhere. <laughs> I guess the first question is, life in COVID, when you're travelling around and the bubble that you have to be in, mm-hmm. the... Um, the um, What's the word? The um, I've lost my train of thought now. That's right. Um, the COVID. What? What? Um. Okay, we'll start That's again. That's all right. Can't think. No, you. Um, you quarantined. Quarantine. Gotcha. Sorry. That's right. Okay, yeah. starting again, Tara. I've been joined by Mel Jones, who's been out at the golf club on Thursday night with the ACA Masters. Mel, thanks very much for your time. Pleasure. Turn on the TV a lot in cricket, even if it's overseas or Australian cricket, and you're commentating. So you spend a fair bit of time doing that. Yeah. Overseas, what's it like travelling and being in quarantine in this COVID? Oh, who, who would have ever thought we would have been talking about this 12 mm. months ago? Um, exactly. I think the first thing that impacted personally was the lack of travel. So usually my schedule is I finished the summer here in Australia with Fox Cricket and then I'd be off overseas um, and last year would have meant IPL for six or seven weeks and then back home for a little bit and then in England for three and a half months with Sky, Sky Sport. So that India-England um, component just completely went because no one was travelling, people weren't picking up. Uh, people to commentate overseas and we just really didn't know where the world was going and also new onto the board of Cricket Australia as well so we obviously had a few things to (laughs) to manage here as well so it was actually nice being at home and being accessible um, and getting sort of hands-on so started the summer again but then when the summer starts I had to do hard I came out of I live in Melbourne so I had the two hard long lockdowns then I had the hard quarantine coming up to Sydney for the WBBL so that's two weeks in a hotel room with no windows opening you're not allowed out at all and it was yeah it was tough it was what what what, what were you able to do in that situation (laughs) much well i um a friend of mine was going through um cancer rehab so we were doing we're sending him energy by doing some fitness stuff every day so i learned how to do handstand push-ups that was my challenge to get 10 out by the end of it all so we worked on that i um i went a little bit stir crazy and I did something quite stupid with a piece of mango it was almost like Wilson the, the volleyball in the movie and so Honey and I we had this little ongoing thing of what you have, what you do in quarantine so it was, it was all quite silly but um, so I got out of that for the WBBL and then I got caught up in the New South Wales Vic border issue over New right. Year's yep. so I had another self-isolation of 14 days then and we've just come out of another Melbourne lockdown so it's yeah, yeah it's been just it's just different, and I think that's that's the thing is that um, we're exceptionally lucky here in Australia, comparative to around the world. Um, we've still got cricket on, um, which is great, uh, and you've just got to find a way to keep your sense of humour. <laughs> we watched the women's World Cup final. I just want to say thank you. I'm heading off. Just pause that just a sec. That's right. That was, that's, okay. that's what I was just trying to say. Just recording it. That's okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll edit it. <laughs> He's all over it. Thank you for your time no, and travelling. Absolute pleasure. Much appreciated. Yeah, hopefully you get a good point. Hopefully, 
it clears up the ground tomorrow. Should be right. I reckon. Fingers crossed. Yep. Yeah. Right. Thanks for your help. No, that's all right. Cheers, Anna. Now, Mel, the World Cup final last year for the women, um, we knew it was coming on. We watched it. But you seemed very, you seemed very emotional before it started. And I remember you saying words to the effect that just look at the people, look at the crowd that's here. Um, were you emotional on that day? Is it as much as it seemed? <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not overly an overly emotional kind of person, but the thing that really struck me was um, our producer got me to come down and speak to the crew. So all the camera operators, audio, everyone sitting in the truck before the final to explain to them what this final actually meant. Now, all these guys and girls have worked on World Cup finals before, but he knew that this was something a bit different and he wanted me to try and explain. And all I could say to them was, in 1988, I sat at the MCG when the seats were still the wooden slats Mm -hmm, rather than the individual seats, and I watched the Australian women led by Lynn Larson win a World Cup against England in front of, I want to say, 2,500 people, if that. You could hear the ball echoing around the ground when it was hit. And the very next day, I remember as a a teenager, the very next day there was a World Series match on in Sydney. I think it was Australia, the West Indies, and it was packed. And I was sitting there going, Mama, I I can't work this out. Australian women just won a World Cup and there was no one there. Australian men are playing in a, a series. It's not a World Cup. And it's packed at the SCG. I said, I don't understand. And Mum said, oh, look, you'll work it out as you get older, <laughs> older yeah. dear, kind of thing. And so you then fast forward and you've got this ground absolutely heaving with just all this emotion about not just cricket, but just women in sport and women on International Women's Day. And it wasn't just women, though. There was the young boys there and all these men who just are just going, it's cricket, it's on the big stage, it's Australia showing off. They're amazing athletes, which is exactly what they are. So it just hit me on so many different levels. And the, the big one was that during the innings break, we had a lot of our former players create a guard of honour. And so we had the Lynn Larsons and Riley Thompsons and Mark Jennings, who were the pioneers. They were the ones that set the foundation for this to happen. And they got this recognition, finally, in front of a crowd like that. So, yeah, it was amazing. You work with a, a lot of amazing commentators. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't ask you what who your favourite is, but um, being involved all the time, like you're on air for half an hour, I think it is, and then you're off for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, how fun is that? <laughs> the off air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um, both on and off air. T20 is different because you're you're on air for the whole yeah. whole game straight. Typically for well, for big bash, for World Cups it's a little bit different. Uh, but 50 overs and test matches, yeah, you're you're off and on. Um, and it's I, I pinch myself daily I cannot believe someone is willing to pay me to sit down and not just talk about cricket and watch great cricket matches but also sit back watch cricket and also then just generally talk life stuff tours all those sorts of things as well so mm. never planned it never thought that this would be you know where I'd end up yep. um, but so thankful in a lot of ways that I'm got the opportunity to sit for my heroes and idols when I was growing up and then hopefully too um, showing some young girls and boys that there's another pathway and that they too can get into to an area like this if they want to. All right finally you're in Armidale for a couple of days yep you've seen some kids you've seen the backtrack which is um, amazing oh, unbelievable. and they do some unbelievable work there um, the pathways and women are 
two of the big things. You're on the board. Mm-hmm. Is there anything lined up as far as, you know, there's enough women coming through. You only have to look at the current 17 that's been selected to go to New Zealand yeah. soon yeah. with the young fast bowlers being included. Yeah. So some of them things are, are working. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and I think you can just see that from the fact of where the Australian women's team has been for so long, at number one in the world. Um, but you don't want to just rest on your laurels. And you can come out here, and I spoke to young girl Sophie today and her mum, and they're travelling, like they're 450 k's away, so they're travelling miles upon miles just to get a little taste of some cricket. So, you know, things like that. They're the things that you want to try and make it as easy as we possibly can. Um, rather than them having to come to us all the time, that we can get more people out and do the, do the hard yards as well. So great that women's cricket's on TV, so young girls can get inspired that way. Um, but I think, yeah, we've just got to be really brave to invest money right across the board and not be so city-centric all the time. Um, because I think you just look at the people who've played cricket for Australia, and the men's and the women's, and just the wealth of talent coming from the country area is just absolutely exceptional isn't it um and i think we've probably just rested on our laurels a little bit and just thought it'll always come through so and there's just challenges right across the board but more so in rural areas so i think we need to be really brave and and give a little bit back all right thank you very much for coming to armadale absolutely hope you enjoy your stay i'm sure and thanks for joining us (laughs) cheers